Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. Welcome to Disney. Fuck you. It doesn't really sound Disney to me. He's my favorite out of this trailer just because he did finger guns and killed people. Elaine from Seinfeld is setting up her Avengers. The child just sat down and had a fucking talk and a blunt with Thanos and said, look, man, there's other ways to do that. I think Thanos was just a car guy who wanted the fuckers to get out of his way. We start off this podcast. It's our smallest fan. It is our smallest fan, but our biggest fan is you, because number 246 in the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network is now going live. We are, of course, the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Matman, and of course, we start off this podcast every week the same way tonight, shooting for Secret Wars, Confused Old Man Vulture. The Immovable Bee, and so much more. I am your host, Matthew Beaver, the Madman. We have Stephen Beaver, our big brother, producer, and our hero of time, very, very vocal, Link Diablo. <clears throat> we want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com, where you're going to find all of the latest and greatest in the nerdy news and automotive news. Like, scroll down, and you'll see the first... Uh, well, the latest uh, Lug Nuts podcast, Goodbye Buttons, Subscription Borg Suspension. <laughs> as well as the title of the last week's Triforce podcast, Two Enkidna Knuckles Deep. Yeah, Two Knuckles Deep. Yeah. Yeah, you have to go Two Knuckles Deep, like going to the second knuckle in this Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network website, rather, which is Walljanger Gaming, where you'll find Big Brother streaming. You can, uh, you can find me get very frustrated with the latest update tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, if I get too frustrated, I do turn off the mic because you, you don't need that much yeah, swearing. No, but you really don't. Hopefully, they'll have another update correcting the moonwalking Seriously. through walls and uh, I couldn't get out up, the elevator. Waking up in bed above the bed. And then it wouldn't give me a ship. Like Ghostbusters, Zool, like waking up six feet above the covers. Yeah, I spawned standing up in the bed. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. It's weird. It's weird. I just. I just want to haul some space cargo and maybe blow myself. Because you had four episodes of great work. content in Star Citizen, and then you know, this next amazing. one, it just. It. It just kind of. They hit it with a loop. Which is absolutely fantastic. Somebody needs to put a dubstep video according to like all those. I might do that. Make a dubstep video of this of that episode of your Star Citizen, and then just kind of put it out there. That well, may actually be the first video. Uh, we'll make a Projangers and Wallhangers TikTok on that. I don't know. We'll work out something funny. A lot like this first story. Um, it's less funny, but also. Disney offers a sneak peek at Star Wars Visions, which the trailer is down below. Um, Disney debuted a trailer and announced the Japanese and English dub voice cast for Star Wars Visions. I will not go through that list because it is way too long. There's a lot of shit in there, huh? I mean, you have bigs like Neil Patrick Harris in there. you got a lot of... Like, real big star power in there that I really wanted to note, but that's also on the English dub and Japanese side because from day one, you're going to this be able to be watch all the episodes there as is well. adequate Jedi in this? I yeah. 
Can't wait. And you're going to be able to watch all the episodes from day one, as well as either having, if you're a purist like Matthew Kennedy and you want to watch the Japanese subtitled version, that'll be available, as well as my favorite, the English dubbed. And you'll be able to enjoy both. So it's coming out on Disney+, and you're getting nine different episodes here from seven different legendary anime production companies streaming september 22nd that's when you're going to be able to find all of them and all of this whole trailer just makes me want to watch binge watch the whole thing because it's all just screaming star wars yeah it looks awesome and it's but it's japanese artists who were star wars fans getting to tell their story like whatever they envisioned in that Star Wars universe, no matter what it is, like the Ninth Jedi, I really am interested in watching that episode. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of really great content in that we're going to see in Visions. It looks good. Yeah, Lucasfilm is partnering and a rat person with seven of the most so talented anime studios in Japan to bring their signature style and unique vision of the Star Wars galaxy to the uh, to this inspired new series says James Wan executive producer and Lucasfilm's vice president franchise content and strategy um <clears throat> long title but their story showcased the full spectrum of bold storytelling found across the Japanese animation, each told with the freshness and voice that expands our understanding of what Star Wars story can be and celebrate a galaxy that has been such an inspiration to many visionary storytellers. Which is a good statement because... Each, like I was saying, each of these people who did their Star Wars story for Visions, all were touched by the same legendary stories that we watched. But you want me to get the doll and you can point to where you were touched? By George Lucas? <laughs> George Lucas Not in that way. touched oh, okay. me here. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of what... One. Visions is along the lines of Acolyte. Acolyte is the High Republic uh, show that they're working on, which I imagine that's probably going to be like 2023, maybe late 2022. But that's given that before um, episode one, what led to that? So I'm really excited for that one, just like I'm excited for Visions, because it's giving you different flavors of the Star Wars universe, which is what we all wanted from the Disney Plus expansion. So now we're starting to see the fruits of the labor. We're seeing a lot of very popular voice actors in this. What's with um, the letters below Vision <coughs> behind you? You see how it's... It's in Huddies. Huddies? Okay. I'm assuming it's Huddies. I mean, it just has that Star Wars mm-hmm. it look to like it. It looks like a Star Wars... I'm it like, just, that S. It looks... Yeah. Boy, the, I was just thinking, they did a real shitty job. Yeah. Let, they look no, that the O looks nothing like an O in the, the shadow. The shadows right here are yeah. all off. That They're is not totally off. That's an E. That's not an O. It probably says something. It does. It says "fuck off." But yeah. visions, fuck off. That's weird um, for Disney. It is, but that's where you can hide it. In the hey, audience. welcome to Disney. Fuck you. That doesn't really <laughs> sound Disney to me. It sounds a little bit Godfather. Um, <laughs> The studio is creating nine shorts, including Kaze Duga, 
the duel. Yeah. Geno Studios, Twin Engine, uh, Lop and Ocho, Studio Colorado, Twin Engine, uh, Tatooine Rhaps- uh, Rhapsody, which is where we get Queen. Okay. Probably not. Um, Trigger, the Twins. Um, yeah, and the Twins. And the Elder. Probably not one of them. Kaname Citrus, uh, The Village Bride, Science Sara, Akiriki, Akiri, and T0B1. I think that's a robot. That's probably a robot. That one's the robot. Yeah. (laughs) And Production IG, of course, from Castlevania and everybody we know, The Ninth Jedi. That's the one I'm really excited for because especially with Castlevania uh, Production IG behind it, I really feel we're going to get that legendary kind of Star Wars episode. You're going to want to rewatch, you know, like any episode with Hondo. Because Star Wars is not Star Wars with our own old man, Hondo. What's up, Hondo? So, Hondo. Can you tell me where in the Metachlorians that George Lucas touched you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it says below visions? Do you speak Huddies? Yeah, do you speak Huddies to where you know what it says right here? The, Someone I, got Google Translate? I think it says Star Wars Visions. If I would, if if I'm being like you know a marketing <laughs> expert, I would assume that's what it no. says. No, um, yeah. I think it's in Japanese because that's you know they're just porting it over. Yeah, they, you know what? Sense? That does kind of oh, yeah, look like Japanese. Be. All right, they, they, they okay. do that one on there is a guy throwing three TVs. On a, to a sled, <laughs> the, the E he's pulling the sled, and the other guy he's uh, he's uh, giving it a good pull. You okay. you are very. It's called the that. men pushing the sled. <laughs> <laughs> the actual letters might be slightly different. That's how Hut is in visions. You might. You might uh, this might be a a, uh, a controversial be a take. <laughs> It's going to be definitely a forced uh, Me Too move, movement. It, it will be the promo. Well, but you can't really, no, you also, can't really tell the genders. They, they no. could be, they're aliens. They don't have genders. Person throwing four so packages. Safe. Look, four that packages. Ge- that gives a whole new meaning sled. to gender bending. Well, whatever. It's a, it's a picture. Make it whatever And the then you another person where... Our cardboard Kelly is covering up, but the other person is hauling the other stuff that that person is throwing. Yeah. Okay, well, they, they, they here, did just this guy's throwing the stuff onto the sled. So anything the other guy doesn't just... get in that guy's sled. Yeah, yeah. See, he made this one, and this guy's running away. He's like, I can't carry no more. Haul your own shit. You know. And then that guy's like, No, wait, a couple I'm more. Getting, I'm a couple more. Up. And he's trying to. He's trying to get it in there. See, the yeah. guy on the left is lazy. He yeah. He doesn't want to do the work. That's that why he's sitting right. down. And the that other man. guy is standing up, running away, like, fuck this guy. I'm not doing any more of his work. Matt, I think this story is just here to to punish you for all the horrible pronunciation. <laughs> it is. Because <laughs> you I was it. not about to go through the English dub and the uh, Japanese oh sub voice casting list even though how star studded it is like nph is in there in one episode Dude, you have a hard time with your english to english <clears throat> translator if you have the stories up in front of you just there was another one in the top episodes in the english dubs there was a couple uh very popular uh names that 
stepped up in my mind there. I just can't remember who they were. But there's a lot of really good voice talent in this. One of the huts? <laughs> they weren't doing the huts. Giggity. Was it pizza? No. Can't he he the would cost too much. Although, that would be a great Star Wars what if. Like, if they did a Star Wars what if, like, almost on that, like, Rebels mirrors kind of thing of, like, what if, what would happen. I would want to see a Pizza the Hut, like, overtaking. What would happen if (coughs) someone redesigned a rocket to look like it did on Spaceballs? It would be Elon Musk. Oh, that did happen. But what happened in the next story? No, that was Jeff Bezos. So experience the entire anthology when it debuts exclusively on Disney Plus, September 22nd of 2021. Because he flew in just a little prick. That was the name of it. (laughs) You know what? There is a little prick in this next story. His name is Sprite. But the new Eternals trailer shows off spaceships and finger guns. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Kamal Jamani of... uh, He's, uh, what was his name? Uh, Kamal Jamani is Kingo. He has, like, this section, this part in this trailer to where he does, like, finger guns. And they actually kill people. But I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, my new favorite superpower. Like, everybody has done finger guns. superpower you always wish you had. It is. It's like, he's my favorite out of this trailer just because he did finger guns and killed people. Like, how fucking bet? I get it, Icarus. You can shoot laser beams out of your eyes. Superman did it first. But finger guns, man. Giggity. Finger how, how, guns. Giggity. How disappointed are you going to be when it ends up someone's just fucking with it? <laughs> I won't because I still got magic gold <laughs> finger guns. Might okay. be the title of the podcast. Forced me to. <laughs> so, in the latest trailer of the Eternals, we see Ajax and Icarus saying they have to get the superhero band back together because of the emergence of the Deviants. It seems that the Celestials have told them not to interfere in the human wars unless there is a Deviant involved. And generally, that's how you get characters to do things. Don't so, do this. Oh, there's the story. But that explains that. why for 7,000 years they have not in, interfered in the interlopings of man. They've just lived out their life. And they were just that like, no, nah, the Celestials, these gigantic fucking beings told me, you can't do that. And uh, so now there is deviant threat. The Eternals will finally have to get off their ass to start saving Earth for. And that's what this movie is about. Um, We see Richard Madden as Icarus. Cersei is Gemma Chan. uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. He's the guy who is, like, pulling up the uh, spaceship. There he is. Finger guns. Who doesn't love fucking finger guns? Okay, maybe. Angelina Jolie is Athena. We have Barry Cogan as Druig. Liam McHugh as Sprite. Ma Dong Seku as Gilgamesh. And Lauren Ridolph as Makarai. Did you say they got yeah. John Madden? Boom! And they were uh, and they were doing the Macarena? A little bit. Just John little Madden's bit. doing the Macarena. Boom! Might be the title of the podcast. But 
you'll see the Eternals in November, in theaters November 5th. Boom! 2021 only. Um, but I'm really excited from this trailer. Like, I got the feeling of Etern- from this trailer of Eternals. I got the feeling like Guardians of the Galaxy to where it's a band of people to where you have a whole bunch of different personalities, but also you're getting in a lot more story because you're spanning 7,000 years on Earth. They show up, mess with the monkeys, because in the comics, the Eternals, the Deviants were a byproduct of making the Eternals. So they were just like, look after your younger brother. Yay. So that was the overall goal. With this movie, though, we're going to see a lot more um, cosmic, especially the one Eternal they're on there. Uh, they show in the trailer is they, they call him the judge because he judges whether the species is viable for living on a world or not. So there's a lot of and some fans think they saw Galactus in the background of this trailer. So or there's a lot more Eternal named Roy. Yeah, uh, Roy is an awesome Eternal. Yeah, Roy's the best. You remember when Roy saved the day? Yeah, Roy. <sighs> Roy was the best. Oh, well. That's but why you follow the rules. Don't want to end up like Roy. You might want to end up like the next story. Because, yeah. of course... That was a good segue. Because Anthony Mackie is actually officially confirmed to be set as the next Captain America in Captain America 4. Yay. Months after the project was initially reported on Deadline, uh, says that Mackie will join Malcolm Spellman on the next Captain America movie. Spellman is set to write the script as well as direct the next Cap movie. No word if Sebastian Stan, Bucky Barnes, will be involved in the movie or not at this point in time. But Malcolm Spellman, obviously of Falcon Winter Soldier, he was the showrunner on that. Now he's getting a Captain America movie with Anthony Mackie as his Cap. So where do you want to see Cap go from here? Obviously, Madam Hydra or, uh, you know, Elaine from Seinfeld. Is setting up her Hope she Avengers. Dance. That's how she'll win. <laughs> it's the only dancing. episode I remember. <laughs> it was that. It was that bad. That, that everybody remembers how bad <laughs> that Elaine dance was. And this line. Well, I don't know, Marco. A real Walljanger will post those gifts below in the chat. But I really love the fact that you're going to be getting an Anthony Mackie Captain America movie. You don't necessarily have to have Bucky Barnes in there because in the comics, Bucky really didn't have a lot of interaction with, uh, Roy. you know, Roy or yeah. <laughs> or uh, fuck it, what's his name? Anthony Mackie's character. So, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't have that, you know, interactivity between. So you can just leave Anthony Mackie to have his own interactions with different people like he was doing in the series, um, going off, you know, having fun with his sister, Giggity, and, you know, 
uh, Isaiah Bradley. And Made that way too dirty. You give that other guy a movie, too. Mark Gervais says, I see you, nerds. Stop it. So, Spellman, behind this movie, I, w- I kind of want him to grab a little bit of that nostalgia that we have seen in past Captain America movies. You know, that uh, against that oppression, you know, there has to be some kind of immovable force. And I think that would be great for a Hydra resurgence. Especially to when you're talking about this. This is going to be well into Phase 5 by the time this Captain America movie, you know, pops off. I'm just excited that he's getting his own his own arc now. But I think that's just because of the you're giving credit to where credit's due because he absolutely nailed the Cap, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier series. And him and Sebastian Stan, their interaction to where I'm not going to lie, I want to see Sebastian Stan in this Captain America movie, but I don't want it to necessarily be like you have to have the two together. <clears throat> Yeah, Starsky and Hutch, Captain Captain America. You, you know, don't want you it that don't. Way. You can have uh, what I want is, uh, fuck, uh, the new Falcon. You know what I'm talking about? The guy who got the, his suit in Falcon Winter Soldier, Terry. Yeah, Terry. I want him to become Falcon, and like I in this name. movie, I don't know. We're going with Terry. I don't. Care I like it. Don't know Terry. His name's fucking Terry. It might be <laughs> Eugene. I don't know. <laughs> Old man could look it up. <laughs> Yeah, Terry. <laughs> Falcon but Terry. The guy who was, the Spanish guy who was in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, who Yo, Sam, FT, come here. Sam gave his <laughs> old Falcon suit to him. I want him to become Falcon and then have Sam as Captain America and have that Falcon Captain America team up onto a, like a new version of Hydra. I think that would be a really great premise for this movie. You know, having the new Falcon. I'm just Falcon excited that we're getting Captain more America. content. That's all. You know, but transferring the title on. A lot of fans got mad that they changed uh, the Captain America hashtag on Twitter to uh, Captain Carter off of Anthony oh, Mackie. Oh, my God. Like, oh, come on. Calm down, man. It's fucking marketing. You know, another thing that's marketing. <sighs> well, that's his next story. Hey, what a segue. That was a good segue. Because Secret Wars, Jim Shooter reveals that Marvel is reportedly developing a live-action Secret Wars adaptation. Is it a secret? A lot of fans remember Secret Wars from this right above my head, Spider-Man getting the symbiote suit. And it was a 12-issue miniseries for Marvel. And... Since then, we've seen Deadpool Secret Wars, which I have over there. We have Lady Deadpool Secret Wars. There's a whole bunch of variants to where it is still in that Secret Wars time slot of what happened to where you have uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Iron Man, all your favorites <clears throat> involved in this Secret War for, you know, on a battle world. What about Falcon Terry? Falcon Terry <laughs> may not be there. Oh. But Marvel Studios... <laughs> We're just going to create Falcon Terry. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I want him to be in Marvel now. Falcon Terry. He could literally just be a Falcon, and his name is Terry. And he's just <laughs> flying around there, and then, you know... Yeah, caca, motherfuckers. 
Yeah. There yeah. you go. He's a Samuel L. Jackson Falcon Terry. Yeah. I like it. He's a Samuel L. Jackson I like fa- Falcon Terry motherfucker is the title of the podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but Shooter, Jim Shooter, was shooting for the shooting yeah. for this because Shooter said he was contracted by someone at Marvel to write a novelization of Secret Wars, and when he went over the contract, it appeared to be more complicated, and Shooter turned it down. David Bogart, who was Bogart in the Blunt, Senior Vice President of Operations and Procurement of Mar- Publishing of, at Marvel Entertainment, then made a follow-up call to apologize for the contract and offered Shooter $10,000 as a new retroactive work-for-hire contract. Shooter asked if this meant they were making a movie, and when Bogart said he couldn't tell him that, Shooter simply replied, you just did. So somebody's bogarting the details on Secret Wars, and I really want to believe that that's when we're going to see the return of the Russo brothers, just like they that's what it's they said after in Endgame. They said, we'll come back for Secret Wars. So Don't if tell we leave, anyone it's a secret. We bring all this content into Secret Wars and have that as Secretly. almost like the next Avengers movie. You can two-part it in the Phase 4, Phase 5, and really bring in the drama and hound in all the different characters that you have to work with now. And then, at the end of it, bringing in the the first family of the Fantastic Four. You know, especially with Doctor Strange and all that. I see a lot of these movies melding together. Not the presidents. Oh, so not the fir- not that first no, family. No, the the first oh. family of. I was of gonna Marvel. say they like to put things in the real world, you know. No, the first family of of Marvel. Oh, the, oh you know Reed right. Richards, Susan Storm, right. uh, Ben Grimm, and Johnny Storm. Oh, so they're not gonna ask the president's family to. No, the Fantastic Four. Oh, right. Maybe the first. They, maybe the presidents, do, the band, and then we could hear lump over and over. Do they smell hippies? Oh, I was, Maybe depends on where they are. I really, I really want to believe that we're leading up to, especially in Phase Four, Phase Five, a really good Secret Wars, sh- you know, um, at least movie. I think they'll do Secret Wars movie and keep Secret Invasion as a show that they can keep releasing as content goes on. You know, because certain shows are going to be continuing and others are just going to be one-offs. So we'll have to see how that goes, especially I see them, like, doing, like, a Young Avengers down the line as, like, a show, right, you know, comparison to, like, a movie. There's a lot of stuff that they're going to be teeter-tottering between the two, but it's a smart (laughs) strategy to go forward, especially when you have content like this. So you got to believe Shooter is setting you straight. Like a Hawkeye. Shooter. Jim Shooter. He was editor of Marvel Studios for a a long time, if those of you that don't know Jim Shooter. Not personally, no. No. What's he like? You may know this next story. Probably not. That's why I'm listening. Michael Keaton. I've heard of him. He speaks about his complex appearance in his upcoming films of The Flash and Morbius. So, what's really interesting is how much of an old man it, Michael Keaton is in this interview. 
because he was saying how they had to describe his vulture, you know, character progression to him like three or four times before he really kind of understood, you know, and the same thing with Batman. He just kind of said, I bet I could go back into Batman and nail that shit. And then he was talking about how it just kind of felt natural to be Batman. And that's all the right kind of things that I I want to hear out of the Flash. And even Morbius with him and, you know, uh, his role as the, uh, the Vulture. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff you can go to with Spider-Man. But we'll start off with Batman. <clears throat> his stuff in, in the Flash movie, they're trying to capture a lot of that Tim Burton vibe. And he said even from the vibe as well as the overall feel of the set, it very much captured Tim Burton to where if we're going parallel worlds with Barry Allen trying to save his mom, that almost makes sense, you know, to where we can really keep Michael Keaton in that Batman element that you know and you love, but also give you new content in that world. So where I feel like, it's a good thing that we have Michael Keaton in this movie as well as Ben Affleck. Some people are kind of worried about having two Batman giggity. What are your thoughts about the two Batman and one Flash? They they can still exist. It's called a multiverse for a reason. Mm-hmm. I just see this as a bucket of wind because you have Michael Keaton filming not only this movie, but supposedly multiple movies on top of this to where he's going to be in this DC multiverse to where it seems that he's going to be breaking into two different multiverse. It almost seems like Reagan on a Raptor, like that kind of wild shit is going to be, we're going to be seeing a lot more Michael Keaton in the future. You know, we can't get Christopher Reeves back, but we can have Michael Keaton, uh, fucking Linda Carter. CGI him in. CGI the shit out you of that. You could do the fucking deep fake. I mean, if the estate allows all, it. All you need is Brandon Routh, and he can you can deep fake Christopher Reeve on Brandon Routh. Because he's got yeah, the same easy. structure. Or you could That's just true. use him. No, yeah. You can just dig him up and guy. just use him. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, just use the Brandon Routh. You weren't talking about digging up Christopher alive. Reeves? No, the guy that's alive. Oh. 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 There's no right. digging. You just walk up and ask him. That would hey, have been. you want to do this? That would have been yeah. a different podcast. Well, too bad he's a tree now, so you can't. Well, I'll just put the shovels back in the shed. Well, he's I a thought tree. We were, I thought we he can still be in the film. He's a tree. He's Groot. I am Groot. Um, but I'm really liking The Flash and how they're setting this up to be breaking down DC's barriers. You know, almost like I want to have faith in DC that now? the Flash will change things, you know, like a battered housewife. I <laughs> want to believe that DC can change and that it can give us a, you know, it could be a good man. It could, you know, treat us right. No, no, no. Now, like Marvel and their wife. You're seeing their bigger plan. Now you can watch Batman's parents die Twice. Guess what? Guess twice. What? They can show him dry twice. They Tina love Turner that. said, what's love got to do with it? So, yeah. you know, just going there. Yeah. I mean, next segue. Yeah. <laughs> that was. That was the next segue. 
because <laughs> a lot of parents die, um, including our next story, which we go on to. Oh, new Halo. Yeah, a lot of parents. A lot of par- parents die in Halo. Um, the really? new Halo series wants to do something new with Master Chief. I need a weapon. With Halo Infinite on the horizon later this year and the Showtime's Halo TV series inching towards a release, there is a lot of reasons to be excited for the man in green. Not Green Lantern. Not yet. HBO hasn't announced anything. Cockle fucks. But that being said, uh, the upcoming Halo TV show aims to deliver a new experience that still feels familiar to diehard fans. Something I'm that... going to rewind that later and just grab that image and just put cuckold fucks on the shirt. <laughs> Thank you. And you spell it out for me, sir. <laughs> uh, type it into Pornhub. It'll do it for you. Um, <laughs> familiar to diehard fans. That's going to be the description. <laughs> Do it for you. <laughs> Something that three four three Industries had uh, Kiki Wolfkill. That is her name. Um, really? I'm, I'm not. Real name? I I know you were going to say that, but no, that is her real name, Kiki Wolfkill. Wolfkill. I'm telling she you. Is she, that, is she native? If American? I have an offspring, going to be the fucking name, boy or girl, Kiki Wolfkill, just because that's, ba- that's fucking metal as shit. That's badass. That's a badass name right there. You could just name him Sue. A man named Sue? A boy named Sue. A boy named Sue. That's what it was. <laughs> um, so Kiki, remember her? She says that... <laughs> Uh, says is a Husband, what bigger... will we name our child that will get their ass kicked in school? I will Sue, name Kiki. Yeah. Kiki <laughs> Wolfkill. <laughs> they won't fuck with anybody named Wolfkill. But she it's, says it's Romanian. What do you that mean? it's bigger? It's a bigger struggle than one might think. According to Wolfkill, the goal <laughs> is to share a different side to Master Chief than we are used to seeing. His sensitive side. Sounds like a Pokemon name. You know, Master Chief's going to be, he's going to be doing basket knitting and, you know, different kinds of arts and crafts and really getting in touch with his feminine side. I don't see him, I don't, he's not really the crafting type. Something unlike the games. He doesn't, he won't be able to crochet because the gloves are too big. (laughs) He has to have the niche and stitch patterns. Well, that goes along with this statement. Because it's something new, but unlike you've seen, while still remaining true to his character. Where if he can't crochet, if he can't crochet with the big gloves on, he doesn't crochet. Maybe he just does sweaters, you know, the big ones, the big loops. Him getting pissed off. Plasma grenade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Master Chief is big into knitting. That's what we're getting at. Uh, okay. That's what we're gonna see with this new series, Master Chief Knitting. Chief Knitting. He actually they make a reality show off of it, and Master Chief wins. Master Chief Ross with the Bob Ross afro. The yeah. dog likes it. Yeah. So, um, giving her own work on the Halo franchise and her love for the series as a gamer, not just a studio member people feel like she has the right kind of stuff for this series. Regarding the Halo adaptation itself, the series is currently filming once more in Budapest and Hungary following the COVID-related delays. Uh, The 10-episode series, executive producer... uh, uh, 
The 10-episode series is executive produced by showrunner Kyle Killen of Lone Star and directed and produced by Rupert Wyatt of Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Does Planet. Is he the Apes. only one that gives him the raspberry? Yeah. Lone Star. Steven Spielberg, Showtime, and Ambient Television assisted 343 Industries in putting together the creative team alongside 343's own Wolf Kill. Ultimate Wolf Kill. What three four three needs to bring back? Siphon the siphon filter. I could yeah. see a series on siphon filter, but start off with Halo. If especially you got fucking let's, Spielberg let's involved in this, that I mean I'm not gonna fucking shy away from right there. That was a red flag to me that this might actually be a really good fucking series for Showtime. I think they might actually produce this one. Like the remember the Halo movie? Yeah, we never saw. Yeah, there was a um, there they was a that, Halo that hub on minutes. Xbox, um, when it first released, and there was, um, uh, actor who played Luke Cage. He was actually in it. See, Halo actually started off with the commercial. They did a live action commercial for, I believe it was Halo Reach for the uh, Super Bowl, and that got people buzzing about a live action Halo. And then there were talks about a live action Halo movie that never happened. Now we're getting this series from Showtime. And even if they're trying, I understand the reason for them trying to do something new. You know what I mean? Like, you want that new feeling from this series while still being true to what fans know of it. So you're still going to have Master Chief. You're still going to have the Covenant. You're going to have this big intergalactic war and the rings. How they do it, I don't think matters. As long as that same story is kind of applied. It's like Play-Doh, you know? You can kind of mold it to how you want with the story as long as it's still Play-Doh. The, the story for the first few games was pretty good, but after a while, the, the story got boring as shit. It did. It got kind of stagnant, you know? It was more about the multiplayer aspect Once of you've it. conquered your enemy, where do you really go from there? Even with Halo Infinite, they're looking at just um, expanding Popeyes the, the multiplayer. And they continued to infinitely. fight something. Know. You know, I mean, I mean, after after dealing with the flood, you yeah. want to go to Popeyes to have some chicken, not popcorn chicken. You no, don't eat yeah. popcorn chicken no. after eat, after battling the flood. No, no. just chicken in general. Popeyes. Popeyes chicken. I don't maybe think I would go to. A, I would go to like sandwich. Arby's. I wouldn't go to Popeyes. I'd go somewhere else, something that doesn't resemble had, uh, those you little just fuckers. With a lot of meat, you don't need to go where places. Salad works the then. Meats. I'll eat salad works uh, before I go to fucking Popeyes. Hi, hi. We just battled and we just conquered the world and saved the, the entire universe. We're gonna go to Panera. Maybe a grilled chicken sandwich salad sounds great. That would be really good right now. You know, a grilled chicken salad. With a little bit of ranch and, or, you know, maybe a balsamic vinaigrette. That sounds fucking great. You know what? But, you know, you got to go to Olive Garden because when you're there. Yeah, infinite salad and breadsticks. Yeah. That's how you're going to conquer the flood. They're just going to chomp down on breadsticks and, and you know, salad and soup, and they're not going to be ready for the entree. Yeah, and then they'll chomp down on the staff and uh, everyone else. Okay, so it may not be the perfect So you're going to say it's free. It, 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 well, I mean, if you kill all the good. staff, it's free. That's not an advertisement, especially for Olive Garden. <laughs> that's a hard, That's a fucking safety video for them. Do not let the flood in. 
<laughs> Do not feed the flood, especially after midnight, like gremlins. This is not OSHA approved. <laughs> OSHA's fucking nerd, you know, poster. I would love to see that. You'd have gremlins on there. You'd have the flood. You'd have different kind of stratagems for fast food employees to battle the flood. Yeah, a reference of, like, do not use planetary energy. You know, grab alcohol for flood spray towards that. Like, maybe they have, like, a weakness use, towards, like, know, concentrated alcohol sanitizers. Killers do not heal you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there has to be something there to where they would have, like, oh, grab flood sprayer. Like, no, no, bad flood. Here's your fries. A lot like the next story, which is you're going to grab your fries at the 23 East State Street location of the Game of DVD Exchange. Of course, you're going to walk in there. Mark's going to say, Broski. Not barking. He doesn't bark, dude. I'm sorry. Rough. He's going to go. We can try him. Rough, rough, rough. We could try to get audio of him barking, but, I mean, it's probably not going to be what you're expecting. Send that over. Just bark like a dog for a while, would you? He would probably do that if he asked. (laughs) Mark, if you're listening. He's a really great guy, so I really think we could get him to bark like a dog. I mean, he went from shrimp to to barking. I can't finish that statement. I mean... I'm not going to make him bark like a dog, but if I automatically, if I just happen to get a, a do, Mark bark, uh, a, a Mark bark, barking like a dog, barking like a dog funny. sound effect on my, you know, sound effects board, that would make my day. Hook it up, yeah, hook it up to a little speaker yeah. here and uh, uh, just yeah. hug and drink it. Throw some reverb on it. Yeah. Yeah, because lots of reverb. I'll tell you what. I'd buy that for a dollar. As well as the $5 wall. That's a whole lot of $5 that you're going to be spending right on getting, like, Spider-Man 3, maybe the latest and greatest action or drama movie that you want to have in your collection. Mark has it right there on the wall, so you're going to see all that great stuff, as well as this next story. He will definitely have this next story coming soon, like eating shrimp off the floor. (laughs) I'm so glad you have that picture. He really, really wants you to go to the He insisted on shooting that picture. He really did. Photographic evidence. Please go there and buy something. He really needs needs your help. (laughs) He really needs needs your friendship and love. He needs it. Like our love. We love you. Just like this next story. Because you don't want to eat shrimp like this. You want to eat stories like this. Because Toy uh, Toy Soldiers HD Remake is coming to consoles next month. After a brief delay, Signal Studios and indie publisher Accelerated Games have confirmed that the HD remake of the classic Xbox Live Arcade title, Toy Soldiers, will be released in September. The beloved action strategy original launched back in 2010 and was an instant hit. Toy Soldiers put two armies of miniature wooden soldiers into a series of creatively designed battlefields and then has uh, players duke it out. Simply yet effective, uh, simple yet effective levels include fun homespun environments like kids' bedrooms, lounges, libraries, and gardens for a real Toy Story vibe. Um, do you remember, I think, I I remember playing this one, old man. Did you get a chance to play this one? I played it I still play it from time to time. It's backwards compatible on the Xbox. 
really great game. Um, very good game. I was really impressed with it, especially with the aerial combat, because you could just go right into being an <laughs> infantryman or, you know, you know, flamethrower, you know, in the, in the tank. You could, and it you didn't could take itself there. seriously. That's the best part of it. it was yes. Like, it was just like, here, here's a couple mechanics. Here's some, like, it's, it's a, you know, wild turn on a base defense game. Why can't um, I get a remake of Green Army Men? I want, works. I want that game because the Green Army Men games were fucking amazing. You know they were. If you didn't, if you think they weren't, you're a dirty fucking liar because you know they were awesome. Good to go. Everybody knows that. You know? Go to click on the mission. Good to go. It was just right along the lines with this. It has that classic, you're playing as a toy, but it's embracing that fact that you are playing as a toy. You're in a toy box. You're just like Green Army, man. You were in a bathtub. You were in, uh, like, a fucking sandbox. Different kind of uh, biomes that was really revolutionary at the time. But along the lines with this, remastering that only makes sense. Especially if you want to capture the our generation right now who grew up playing those games and now want to play those games with their kids because they're right along that age, like you with Connor. How would you not want to play Green Army Man re- HD remastered with Connor going to, on a Sunday? You know what I mean? We're doing – We're. I mean, you talk about uh, reliving childhood. I mean, like getting Connor into – like all the cartoons, so like Transformers, G One, and, and and Turtles, and yeah. watching the Ninja Turtles movies last night. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, there's games we're playing. You know, Super Nintendo, uh, Super Mario World on on uh, the Switch right now. Yeah, because he wants to play it with me. That's exactly. because it's too hard for him. But... <laughs> Dad, I need you to beat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you show me the secrets? Get See, me to Donut Secret Level 1. I had a brother who was six years older than me, so I would just go to him like, hey, man. Yeah. Now, I, I I enjoy showing Connor what I, I used to love as a kid, and it makes me it's, happy. It's great because it fills me up there because I know you're pumping it with nerdy knowledge like this, and especially having a game like this that was like almost like Shadow Complex. It was on the arcade. It wasn't meant to be this cult classic but you have everybody swarming around games like this that were really good. You know, like this one, uh, Toy, uh, Toy Soldiers, uh, Shadow Complex. There were a bunch of, like, Xbox arcade games that really shined in that era. Worms uh, Worms uh, 3D? Yeah. That was a good one, too. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff to where you could just log on to the Xbox arcade and you would know you would grab something at at least that would take you through a couple hours. You know, it was a nine ten hour game. You'd pop it in on a Sunday and be good. So yeah, I mean, I'd, it was great for it was great for the time. I'd like to see a resurgence of games like this. It's not meant to be a big game. It's just meant to captivate you for a short time and be awesome at what it does. You know, yeah, having, it has a purpose. Having more and, games like this would really serve to, especially the content that is available out there. You have so many free games on Steam and different consoles and platforms. Having something that would be low cost, you don't have to go to that free to play 
you know, place. But you can have a low-cost, great game that is just niche and fun and still capture yeah, like, that like, um, retro Yeah, like Connor plays Peggle and, and <clears throat> Plants vs. Zombies, so, like, he's playing that. Yeah. Yeah, he, he enjoys what? those little games. Plants vs. Zombies is great. And that is one thing that what I was thinking about when I was formulating all these stories is that it's so hard to really define a true gamer now because you had the advent of facebook games mobile games you had farmville remember that yeah and you had a whole bunch of people like you know the 40 year old secretary at your dentist office playing farmville and 100 percent dedicated into that game to where the advent of the I internet. I blocked a lot of friends because of that game. Oh, my God, yeah. But all, the advent of the internet really expanded the concept of what it is to be a gamer. And that's kind of the feeling that I got, even compiling these stories and stories like this with, you know, Toy Soldier. Games that you wouldn't expect, like Plants vs. Zombies, Farmville, you know, uh, Stardew Valley. Different games that are not necessarily... Lawnmower Simulator. Games that are not necessarily your cup of tea that will still bring over a vast majority of nerds into a, a nice niche, uh, you know, goat simulator. Game, you know, goat simulator is a good one for that one too. And there's a whole bunch of mods for that too. That's what makes that one the best is that the PC realm really supported goat simulator. They did it with like Jedi and shit too. That was amazing. A lot like this next story, because Xbox releases The Veil, which transports you to a medieval world with sound. A lot like my voice, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, is an audio-based adventure. That's really wanted to highlight. Audio-based adventure. Um, but the game by indie studio Falling Squirrel is available on Xbox and PC today for 19.99. The game is developed uh, in collaboration with the Canadian National Institute for the Blind and made for and tested by blind and low vision players. Players navigate the medieval setting as Alex, a blind second heir to the kingdom who is on her way to the borderlands where her caravan is attacked by enemy soldiers. Left on her own, Alex has to travel the land, find weapons, learn spells, and fight enemies without sight. So he's not going to catch a ride? No catching a ride, and graphics, very minimal. So I can't play the game and listen to a podcast? No, you're listening to the game. Yeah, because besides menus, which are presented in text through the audio description, the only visual in the veil are colored specks floating across the black screen, uh, which we see here. The behavior of the specks changes based on what's happening in different screens. They'll turn blue and fall uh, during rain or in... uh, imitate floating embers when Alex comes across the burning village without visual information. The player has to listen to the sounds of the environment when moving around. The gameplay relies on 3d audio. So headphones are required. 
or really killer sound system. Yeah. So the head. Uh, so you will move in the direction of clanging metal to find the smithy, or, or towards the little squeaks and nibbles to find rats to squash in the inn's basement. During combat, you raise your shield or swing your sword to the right, left, or forward, depending on where you hear the enemy. The voice acting and sound sounds design. like I'm going to die quickly. Oh yeah. Are lively and serving both as narrative tools and navigational cues. Uh, when choosing between side quests, you may uh, you make your decision based on vignettes of conversation rather than reading through walls of text. Certain elements, like inventory management and weapon upgrades, are simplified in a way that doesn't sacrifice the game's RPG feel. So it's a sound RPG. It reminded me so much of like a Dungeons and Dragons with your friends, but this is for people, you know, you're a gamer and you're struck blind. You want to play games. The veil is right along there. Now, they did say in this article they wish that there was more accessibility options in the veil uh, to where controller-wise they could adapt it for different people with different disabilities, but I think that's easily up, you know, patchable to where they could add that on. Um, but the main concept is having this good game in there to where you can have, we all joke about Skyrim Fridge, but having this basic good RPG at a level to where you're trusting that just the audio is enough. And, you know, the person writing the article also said that, you know, to when they were kind of getting like a little sick when playing the game, they could just close their eyes and still listen to the journey and still be able to play to where that's not an option that you get when you get like different kind of visual sicknesses from a game or something like that. So there's definite uh, benefit to a game like this that is serving to someone who can't necessarily see or can't necessarily do something. Just having that handicap in there and still being able to be a fucking nerdy gamer and play a nice medieval RPG. That's the well, good I part mean, about this story. Uh, also, also the cool thing about that, like if if um, they use technologies like that haptic strap that I had, yeah, um, or like they also have a vest version of that now, so they can like kind of incorporate the sounds to that and to make that like sensory. Um, we're almost there. Like I, you know, we're not ready. We're not fully ready, player one. But you know, yeah, we're getting there with the technology with the the vr stuff oh 100 percent, man i mean i mean and especially since when you're looking at stuff like this it just makes sense to have to tap that market in gaming especially now to where everything is big being so accessible to where you can have you can literally play a game anywhere you know it's an awesome time to be a gamer especially with this next story Pajamming? No, that wasn't the right one. Pajamas, pajamming? Pajamas, pajamming? That's us, pajamas, pajamming. Yeah, like Quake. They're pajamas, pajamming. Uh, Quake Remastered is available now. (laughs) Yay. Bethesda Software. I heard this game looks gorgeous, by the way. 
Oh, yeah, man. Look at this. Uh, it's inspired by today's retro shooters. Remastered version of the original Quake, the landmark first-person shooter id Software published 25 years ago on Thursday. The new version of Quake includes a 4K resolution support, cross-platform play, enhanced visuals, and a brand-new expansion pack from Wolfenstein developer Machine Games. I dig it. I've I mean, bought this game several times. I don't need to buy it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the remastered Quake is available now on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One, and is playable through backwards compatibility on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and on PC Steam and Bethesda Launcher. Users who already own Quake will automatically receive the new version for free. Do you have it? I had the original. You know, I mean, not on somewhere. my Steam. I not thought anymore. I was kind of hoping you had this on your Steam and I'd get this for free. But I'd pay 20 bucks for it. It looks fantastic. It looks great. Joe Rogan loves Quake for a reason. Um, okay. in, in terms of visuals, players can expect improved lighting and models, uh, dynamic shadows, motion blur, and anti-analyzing. The game score, uh, produced by Nine Inch Nails' Trent Reznor, is also included. Expansion packs, Scourge of Armaged- uh, Armagon, Dissolution of Eternity, uh, and Dimension of the Past, the new machine games created add-on, are now included as a part of Standard Quake Package. More details available at Bethesda announcement and the original Quake, which launched in the summer of 1996, was its successor to Doom, the Doom series, which everybody remembers Doom, um, but real gamers remember Quake. Quake, Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember on uh, Dad's computer playing Doom. Uh, you know, uh, Wolfenstein and all those original like PC games Ooh. having a lot of fucking fun going through. Yeah, I remember them. buying them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> launched as a first person, a single player first person with a first person shooter with a campaign. It became a much more popular as a multiplayer arena shooter, followed by the four sequels between 1997 and 2007. So obviously, Quake. Holds a very big ember in a lot of nerds' hearts. A lot like this next story. Hey, what a segue. No chimpanzee, though. That was a good segue. But, squeaky wheels aside, you may find a squeaky wheel in this next story because GT Grand Theft Auto remastered trilogy release date could be later than expected. So last week, the news leaked that Rockstar Games is apparently working on a Grand Theft Auto remastered trilogy, which is said to collect the PlayStation 2 era of Grand Theft Auto games from release on modern platforms. According to the leak, the planned release date for the Grand Theft Auto remastered trilogy was sometime in late October or early November of this year. With the hope of getting the collection out before the Grand Theft Auto V next-gen port. However, a reliable leaker has since pu- uh, pushed back against this possible release date, suggesting that it'll actually launch a bit later than expected. Leaker Tom Henderson 
who is best known for his accurate Battlefield and Call of Duty leaks. He also had the Grand Theft Auto 6 leak, saying that there would be it would be uh, along the lines of a two-person protagonist or multi-person protagonist like Grand Theft Auto 5, saying that it, it's possibly linking towards a sibling pairing, like brother and sister main characters, and centered around Vice City. Um I actually kind of like Maybe that idea. Add a story this time. I, I kind of see that as so like sorry. Scarface, except the sister was into the drugs too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like having that as a Grand Theft Auto story, and then being able to switch between both psychopaths—that's a great fucking story. And then I don't know, throw a square in there that you're trying to make a rube or you know turn into a good leader, and then have it between like multiple different cities between like Cuba. Uh, Vice City and, you know, I don't know, San Andreas and have, like, a, a drug smuggling ring. Yeah, and Tatooine. You know, have a bunch of different cities on this. Um, but the leaker is supposedly well vetted in this to where it's very well corroborated to where the things that he's saying are pretty much well accepted by other leakers. So we are getting a remastered Grand Theft Auto Trilogy series, which... I mean, who isn't happy about that? Could be good. Those games were fucking golden. They yeah. ran Theft Auto Amazing. 3, you Vice can, City. You can play, I think, most of them on your phone for like, was it 5 bucks, 15 bucks? Oh, yeah, yeah real cheap. 5 or $10, yeah. But getting a, getting a remastered on your console, though, man, and then doing that Mass Effect Legendary Edition version of it, I think would be really good to where you add that modern day Grand Theft Auto HUD and I mechanic think they, I into think it. They should just focus on redoing Grand Theft Auto Four with Nico Bellic. Yeah, that was the best. You and him love that fucking love game, that. man. I love three. Three was my favorite. Three is everybody's favorite, just because it was the start of the three D era of Grand oh, Theft yeah. Auto. You remember the commercial? The mob was great. The commer- that was the first game to where you watched that game and you're like, "Oh, it's a it's I, a video I'm game commercial." It sucks. You had so many so many names in that, like so many voice actors and actors and actresses in that game. Yeah, that was just like pivotal. Joey Pants. Oh my God. Well, like I was saying, that was the first game that where you saw the commercial and you were like, "Oh, that's a game commercial that does that game doesn't suck, but it has a commercial." It used to be that was the death call. Like, we're trying to jump drum up sales. Here's a commercial for a game. You know, if you weren't Madden, yeah, was, you weren't. It, was it wasn't story. a serious commercial. But here came Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar out of nowhere and. Everybody bought that fucking game to where, yes, it is iconic, but the story alone and this, I really would just love reliving that in four full, you know, full 4K. Uh, you're diffusing into the ether. Did you ever finish the story? Yeah. Oh, no, I, that, that was back when I finished stories. Oh, yeah, okay. that was back before, but in the before time. Oh, the before time. Before I became an adult. Before the adultness. (laughs) Before the adultness came and stole most of my time away. You are not allowed time as an adult. You may not have time. Um, While it's true that Henderson is best known for leaking Battlefield and Call of Duty news, he has recently uh, expanded to GTA news as well. So we will have to take this with a grain of salt. But I do think that... a vast majority corroborating what he is saying 
may actually lead out to that. We're going to be multiple years out until Grand Theft Auto 6, but having this Grand Theft Auto remastered unless, one or two years from now will hold fans over. Unless it looks fantastic, Grand Theft Auto 4 is the only one I'd be willing to buy if it's remastered. That's it. I would still accept the Grand... I mean, I just think that Grand Theft Auto 4 is still too young for a remastered. Though. I probably... Remember where all the Grand Theft Auto are 4 came out the same time that Mass Effect did, so it cannot be that young. It's still too young. Too old! Too old to begin the training! Okay. To quote Master Yoda. Just like this next story. It may be too old. That was a good segue. Because Nintendo Flex is the Game Boy concept you've been waiting for. I haven't. I really haven't. The designer is known as YJ Noon, wanted really? to de- redesign the old classic into a metal Game Boy with a slight curve, using a metal, uh, the so fresh metals and modern-day technology to transform it into something totally unique. There isn't much detail or specifications on the new Game Boy itself, but it's all speculation. There. Uh, but we'll take you through th- what could be its features. And you can scroll down and see a whole bunch of different pictures of it this new buttons. Game Boy Flex. Uh, the Game Boy handheld is no... It LD- only plays Tetris all day long. Well, it's no LDK Horizon or BitBoy Pocket Go. This is a completely refresh of the original Game Boy using very little plastic, fresh metal buttons, and yes, wireless charging. The first, let's start with the gorgeous display, seeing as it's mm. sticking with the same width as its older brother. It's about three and a, uh, three to four inches of display, but they're using the curve to make it seem like it's you're getting a bigger, more immense experience. Um, your uh, the screen uh, for it's called the Nintendo. Uh, anyways, there you have a USB C connection. You have a Portable charger with this available to where you push and hold the uh, power button and you can plug your devices into it and charge it rather than just being a Game Boy. So So I like that kind of utility to it. So it can suck up your phone's battery. Well, it can charge your phone's battery. Oh, I thought we were going in the other direction. No, no, no. It can charge your phone off of that Ah. because you could have that on the wireless charger. Plug your phone into that, or, I mean, you'd probably just plug your phone in the wireless charger, to be honest. But there's a lot of different features in well, this. Well, my phone is a wireless charger. It's a nice, you know, concept to where if you were trying to do a classic Game Boy. Now, the thing that's lacking from this is there's no thing for your cartridges to where you'd have to log in, download the games, put it on the your Nintendo Flex, and then play it, it just, just seems like there's it, it, other it, it, options it, it, out there if you have Nintendo you cartridges and you want to play Just go to the game and DVD exchange. Yeah. 100%. Or you, get a USB-C, USB-C SD card reader. And even with that, you can have that uh, card reader, but it's not the same as like having you have having those cartridges in the there. Cartridge. You know? Come on, Mark. 
Damn it, you worked yesterday. Even though right on the cartridge it says do not blow. Eh, fuck that. What do they know? You know? It's like your your wife saying no it when worked. she really means yes. You just blow. All right? Giggity. But moving on to the hey. back of the top of the device, it has an on-off switch, like oh, I said. Oh, really? It's touch-based. You mean, it, you mean, it, you mean it's going to shine bright? It'll when go I, when on. I, it has a touch-based contrast button off? as well. So wow. it's a nice concept that is Ooh, probably never going to see the light of day. But in the next story, it may not have seen the light of day. In that case, it'll be worth a lot of money. If it weren't for this bee. Because a bee almost ruined the beginning of Skyrim. <laughs> the beginning of Skyrim was iconic. Riding onto a cart. Towards your execution, and you go over then, to uh, your phone, and uh, or your you're finally awake, or your fridge, and you just watch. Oh, it. you're finally awake. The line has essentially become the new Rickroll when it comes to memes. Not only was the scene itself pretty awesome in its own right, but the fade to black effect on uh, only to end up on Skyrim cart has become a steadfast joke on TikTok as well as other videos and trailers. And other gags. So they're having fun with this Skyrim intro. But, Nate, Perky Pile. Really? What? That's his fucking name. He he said it absolutely correct. It's Perky Pile. It's Perky Pile. Nate Perky Pile. Don't you fucking judge his name, you bigot. Um, <laughs> a former developer. You and your floating pillow. <laughs> your okay. floating pillow and you can fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate Perkypile, a former developer who worked at Bethesda for Skyrim, dropped a, this little nugget of truth over to social media talking about the various issues uh, this one scene gave the team. Nowadays, bugs in Bethesda are nothing new. Everybody knows about the bugs in Bethesda. In fact, even the studio pokes fun at itself for some of the more oddball glitches found in its engine. In this case, it was actually the bug that caused things to go awry. Porcupine opened up about the beginning sequence and how the smallest things can cause everything to come off the rails. Like old man posing like that woman in... Titanic. You said it's the number five is the one. Or Job of the Hut. I don't know what he's going for. <laughs> there we go. Um, in the lengthy thread, the forum Bethesda dev talked about the uh, the cart ride and how it's a, not a simple cart ride on rails. It's physically simulated, and the why behind why it went completely off its course is kind of hilarious. It, uh, if the road was too bumpy or the physics were not quite right, there were a million and one different ways that this simple scene could go sideways, causing the cart to freak out and fly off the road. Maybe somebody accidentally put a rock too close to the road and the cart ha- had a path that it wanted to go, but that didn't mean that the path could follow the uh, the cart. Uh, the big difference, Porcupine added... Equipped with a smiley face, there, uh, where things were uh, get weird is at one point, the cart was doing what carts do until yeah. all of a sudden, it started to shake uncontrollably before it eventually just shot up into the sky like a rocket ship. 
something was telling the cart to just fuck right off and get off the road. So the thing is that it wasn't happening every time. He said then it uh, that no one knew what the culprit was at the time, though it was later discovered that there were there was a B in the game that could be uh, that couldn't be picked up. It turns out that it was another bug where the B in the game couldn't be picked up, so there uh, then some potions couldn't be made. The bug couldn't. Uh, the bug got fixed. Only the type of uh, collision put on uh, the bee didn't just get let it get uh, picked up. It also made it collide into things. So essentially, the intro to Skyrim was thrown off by the immovable bee. Okay, that's neat. So it shot it off like Elon's SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket ship into space because this bee wanted to make honey right where you were walking. And he ended this thread with one of the more important lessons. So game development is hard. Everything, every time you fix no. one thing, you might be breaking another. This is especially true about open world games. Yet that interplay of all the systems is what ends up making them all super interesting so that brings us to the end of the stories which brings us also over to our end segment which of course is what hero would you be the what if variant of and why so in what if we saw uh peggy carter turning out as captain carter we saw uh t'challa becoming star lord as well as the old man becoming the green screen. So what would your what-if character be if you were to be a hero or a villain, I would even say? Joe Gilmore said Venom Pool, which 100% see him as that, um, sad as it is. Uh, But I also put out there Carnage Pool, like a little Carnage Deadpool mix. Uh, because he's a ginger. Old man, as you're sitting there on the couch, what is your ultimate pick there for your what if? The couch of invisibility. Right now, I just want one of those. You could sit farther away from the mic and talk. You could go in your backyard and <laughs> yell from there. <laughs> That'd be easier. I thought I talked. What? I like that. One that doesn't experience pain right now. That's what I. That's what I need. Ah, oh, so you'd be well. I mean, Deadpool experiences pain, but he just mans the fuck up. Um, you know, you get used to it after thirty years or so. Go. That's positive. No, you, don't, you don't. You don't get used to it. You don't ever. No, you don't. You were going for the positive there, but then you just kind of took a left. It gets worse worse with time. Not to make it worse. (laughs) I would see myself as a Spider-Man variant. Probably a lot lazier of a Spider-Man variant, like the uh, Spider-Man from the end of the Spider-Verse, the Peter B. Parker. Me and him would be best friends. Yeah, but he only became lazy because he got depressed. Yeah, and fat. But yeah, but, you know, I mean, I'd just be a different kind of Spider-Man. Do you imagine lazy Thanos? I saw happy Thanos, 
after Star Lord uh, T'Challa got in the mix because that was fucking that what if was amazing on so many different levels, especially with Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P., voicing his voice for that T'Challa Star Lord. The 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 his the messed up part about that he was the first one to sign on for what if. Because but I like that because they're he, all going to be back into it in like the end episode from what I understand. Yeah, he he wanted uh, T'Challa's story however it was written to be told. But that's what I like it because that T'Challa completely curbed Infinity War like and Endgame. Like that did not need to be happened because T'Challa just sat down and had a fucking talk and a blunt with Thanos and said, look, man, there's other ways to do that. And that's almost like the popular, like, criticism of those movies. And they just fucking turned into it head on. And we're like, well, Chadwick Boseman fixed that. And that's what I really appreciated about that. Star-Lord. He wasn't, he wasn't Chadwick, but he was star- he's an actor. <clears throat> that was the greatest thing is that everybody fucking knew Star-Lord. As opposed to the other way in the normal MCU to where, like, who? They were like, oh, my God, Star-Lord. Oh, my God, you're awesome, man. It was such a fucking refreshing episode. I was just like, you know what, man? What would be refreshing for you character-wise? God bless 42. You know, that's why I think me as Spider-Man, I would add a whole other fucking level into that shit. Especially, you know, a place to... Um, Spider-Man would have a mouth. What? You know, because you gotta, you okay. gotta babe, you gotta smoke, you gotta, you know, you gotta drink liquids. Well, he is human, so you know, you gotta, you, you got other vices. You, you know, maybe Spider-Man wants to drink a Bud Light or a kill a Heineken. You know, Spider-Man needs to be able to do that with his mask on, without in, you know, uh, putting his own identity at risk. Fair enough. So, you know, Spider-Man's just being smart. And that's what I, why I would, it, he'd be a happy Spider-Man, too. Because you'd have to make it a smile. That'd make it even more sadistic when you're beating up your enemies. Like, oh, no, there was a spider, and he just, he was smiling the whole time. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have anything. I would be the Matman, the sadistic Spider-Man. So, I could see you, old man. I could see you as... In the Marvel universe, I don't know. I would, I would love to see you as a Hulk, ah. because you would just blow up and just rip half the fucking continent, not here, of, of apart, and then just whomp, go back to. Oh, wow! I guess I just need to go back to gaming and taking care of my kids. Oh, I ripped half the par- house apart, huh? Mm. Oh, damn! I could totally see you as a Hulk. Maybe even like a Red Hulk or a She-Hulk. You could turn into a She-Hulk. That would be awesome. He would just transmute genders and just be a complete Billy Badass Gamma Ray bomb. You know? At least I could say it wasn't me. Who's that other guy? <laughs> you could because it was like, no, that was a female. It was a female Gamma Brista. Yeah, who did it? It was a girl? Yeah, oh, it no, no, it was, it was me. But then as soon as you got mad, you would just turn into, like, a She-Hulk? Damn, that would piss a whole bunch of people off. We should do that. That's an idea. All right. You can stand a whole load of gamma rays, right? 
that that I'll, I was I'll real. At least I'll at least absorb them and and transmute effectively, or I will just melt into a pool of primordial ooze. Well, it says here that you can, in your projectors and wall hangers uh, uh, so, application that you can actually accept up to twenty five milligrams of gamma radiation. So I I think you should be fine. It's in the contract. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Even though I wrote the contract for myself. I know. <laughs> it's weird that you'd write that in. It's forethought is what it is. Uh, Big was, brother. I, I, I'm just a trooper. Big brother, where are you going? I don't know. Thanos or Tony Stark. or <sighs> Tony or Stark, Thanos, I could see Tony you. Stark, Captain America, and you roll them all into one and you see what comes out the other end. You know what? I could, I could see you as a Thanos or a Tony Stark. I just think Thanos is misunderstood. There you go. So, Big Brother Thanos. I mean, I see. I see him more as a hammer. I don't know who that is. Hammer Industries. Oh, that guy. No. Eh, no, no. I don't see him as hammer. Justin Hammer. That guy's a twit. Um, but no, I see him as a fucking Thanos. He is that spiteful. You know, yeah. Thanos. Yes. Yes, I would say yes. For I was talking about no Big Brother. Yeah, is that no, spiteful? Not Thanos. He was not about Thanos. The, yeah. I was <laughs> Thanos has nothing on Big Brother. All right, he can learn a couple, a thing or two. The lack. Of, no, no. Thanos fits Big Brother because of yeah. the spitefulness. Yeah, that's why. I Like, all right, Thanos. That makes complete sense. You know, I could see Link Hero Time as Rocket Raccoon, just so I could finally understand what the fuck he's talking about. You're not gonna like it. Nah, fuck him though. But we have our answers here as Spider-Man and uh, Thanos, <laughs> as well as Old Man. Uh, just being Old Man, really. So on yeah. that bombshell. You know, I, think, I think Thanos was just a car guy who wanted the fuckers to get out of his way on the road. That's all he's really saying. That's why he was down for half the population decreasing, because half the population would mean... Less traffic. I think I, I would think be. I would be Yondu. Yondu, you yeah. can't. You can't whistle that nice. No, but I can practice. <laughs> <laughs> so start now. Old, old man Yondu, Big Brother Thanos, and Matt Man Spider Man aside, this has been Spider, a long drive. We are always end off with the thank yous. We want to thank you to Joe Gilmore, Mike. Uh, Haskins, Adam Un- Unit, Terry Hicks, Samantha Batdorf, and Mark Gervais for liking, commenting, s- reposting, and overall supporting the podcast. Of course, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Madman, your host. To my left in the projector box is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And of course, our omnipotent presence that is our producer, big brother, Stephen Bucarell. And our barking terror that is our hero of time, host, uh, host of the podcast, Link Diablo. Of course, we love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then, game on, Wolfjangers. Bye-bye. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. So, that was great that you jumped back in there.
Yeah, as soon as you started talking about being touched by the force, I had to. <laughs> so, we may be moving it, but we'll still have it every single fucking week around the same time. So, yeah, I would say I would say Tuesday's a good day for it, because then we're not fighting Monday Night Football. We're not fighting, fighting Thursday yeah, Night Football. That's, that's our fighting. biggest competitor right there. Yeah, it is. Okay. Other people care about sports, apparently. Uh, oh, I, I'll believe you on that one. I don't. I could not give two fucking shits about those sports things. Although I really did enjoy our family chat on to where we were talking about different names for sports teams because they're going for the uh, Washington Sentinels from the replacements, replacements movie. Yeah, <laughs> and it all goes back to as opposed Reeves, to the man. Washington Redskins because that's so offensive. Now we have to have the Washington Sentinels, and now we have that. You know, Washington. Where'd my car go? <laughs> you know, well, well, dangerous right now it's just city. The Washington, Washington football team. Yeah, that's all it's called right now. It's the Washington football team. Washington number three in murders. <laughs> that's probably not a good name for it, though. No, no. Washington mayor on crack. Yeah, <laughs> crack wars. <laughs> what was that good know. Charlotte song? Did you know if you were mayor and you smoking crack, McDonald's wouldn't even take you back, but you could always run for mayor of DC. Yep, because yeah. that's true. The DC yeah. mayor was found that be doing crack cocaine. It was on Chris Rock's. But he can't work for album. fucking McDonald's. Fuck your crack habit. This is burgers and chicken nuggets, motherfucker. We got kids playing over there. It's Americana, damn it. Oh, you're the mayor? I would vote for you. <laughs> you're a come up story. Because enough people were on crack, we're like, I totally get it, man. <laughs> no, so was that. the creator of My Pillow. <laughs> oh man, he fucking had it on that Trump. He was just on that Trump. Oh my god, he's tambourine. Insane. Yeah, he's just insane with that shit right now. He's on that Trump tambourine, and he just God, that feels so much cooler. Uh, he was on that Trump tambourine, and he just fucking just went down on that blimp, man. I will say that pillow is still one of the best fucking pillows I have. I love my fucking pillow. You never guess where I got it. <laughs> Ollie's, Acme. Acme had those in my pillows. I just remember the fucking infomercials, so just playing excessively. Grandma loved it, especially on Spike. And she knew Reston. Oh yeah, she was an expert. <laughs> the loop Feel of Big Brother is coming up. very soon. On the Big attitude plays. is with the headache. Um, Migraine. I'm going to be getting more in-depth into the Streamlabs OBS so we can do a lot more creative shit and have his face out there. Because a lot of you don't know what Big Brother looks like. Yeah, he looks very it's, similar it's to the guy on Lug Nuts. Yeah, exactly like that. Almost guy. exactly. It's creepy how eerie it is. Yeah, but you're going to want to type in number... He can be a nice, he's a great guy. I don't oh, yeah, he's guy. a great guy. The guy, he talks about <laughs> cars. He loves all the shit. Yeah, he's checking out on Sundays. Yeah, it's a great show. You know, if there's car news, sometimes, you know, one story about a broken Fiat just doesn't cut it for me. <laughs> it has to take some kind of, you know... Uh, you can't spark my imagination to the car. To yeah, get like, his attention. It's like, uh, I ignore stuff like... Uh, Polaris and uh, Nikola, because they're never I mean, anything on a car. Well, we have, they don't do cars. They do lawsuits. 
until like they release a car. We I yeah. remember stories that we've talked about those. Then two the legal they, problems came. Oh yeah, wow. And uh, they didn't have a car that no one would buy their car. Okay, I'm fairly certain. I could be totally wrong about all of that. No, that sounds. They could be familiar. doing smashingly, but I only really follow it from the headlines. I'm like, that's not about a car. You're not mentioning yeah. horsepower. Yeah. Let's switch it over to projangers and wall hangers. Huh? You're on wall janger game. Uh-huh. There's so many damn boxes. Yeah. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky little boxes on uh-huh. the hillside. And they all look just the same. That was actually the intro music for uh, Weeds. Like a Showtime or HBO show. That's pretty good. Up until like when they she started dating the Mexican cartel drug lord. That just that just tapped out. Yeah, this the story really kind of lost. It. it was good for like the first two seasons because it was like a grieving widow who just. Then it was like, eh, I'm going to start selling weed. By the time they had like all that press in season three, yeah. it was like, eh, yeah, that's all right, I'm good. Yeah, it really kind of lost. I'm sorry, them. your show provides nothing for me anymore. I'm gonna take an exit. I'll go listen to Bert Kreischer somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I hooked up. I hooked up Kelly with with your buddy Jesse Bell. With the uh, sports stuff. Yeah, man. That's good. That's good for him. Um, Jesse Bell and I, we were try. We we were members of tri- the like. We're going to try to start a band phase, like in uh, middle school, mm-hmm. and it just did not work out. We both played the bass guitar, so it was like, oh, <laughs> one of us is going to go. And it was me. It was me, because I was just like, nah, fuck it. Um, but it was it was still dope. It was still dope. He's a good dude. Yeah, he sounds um, like I had a couple conversations with him about uh, he wants to potentially do some cross collab with with uh, him and us and do some stuff that way so yeah i just don't want him to keep inviting me to his podcast i mean no offense but i am the least like sports guy you could ever have <clears throat> if his ocular migraine becomes too much then he can just drop off and well, I mean, you guys can start. I'm going to drop off now. So You're dropping off now. So he's just going to hit that ocular Eyeball, yes, sir. There you go. <coughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he's a good dude, and um, you know, I I think it would be hilarious if you've ever joined his podcast for for an episode because watching you fumble through sports is quite entertaining sometimes. I used to be a sports fan. Well, you know, and then you st- know he followed. First off, I used to, I, I used to be a sports fan. And I followed it quite heavily. I really did. And it was fun for a while, but it was probably after, like, the second. Then he wasn't forced to watch it anymore, so he didn't. Well, that's true. And it was right about, like, I used to be forced to watch, the ba- like, the baseballs, especially the, the Phillies, like, Nothing could put me to sleep faster than It's baseball. not America's pastime because it's great. It's America's pastime because <laughs> it takes forever. You know? And it's just like, look, I, I do appreciate 
how difficult it is to do the sports. Oh, I appreciate the skill level, yeah. Gotta and have the skill level. level skill. But, you know, it's it's like hockey. I appreciate that it's boxing on ice skates. but And the technical level that Baseball it takes to control a puck right on ice with a bunch of other boxers on that same ice. I understand that. The same That's thing with basketball and all that. I understand the sports. I understand the methodology and the logic and all that. I yeah. just, it's not something that's going to captivate me. I mean, you, unless I'm around go, people and I have, this, a co- then I have a conversation about it. And I'm you good. are recording this, right? You are recording this. Of course. I could make fun of baseball some more. Yeah, um, keep going. Well, you, this goes right, right to more. my, ma- ma- this goes right to me being a masochist. Um, I play. Unclick his face until he actually drops out. This is end credits End credit shit. I, you know, I play goalie from time to time. So I'm the one. Oh, that get the fuck out of here! I'm I play goalie. What kind of what kind of actual like I I get goalie in hockey, goalie in soccer, you know, very pivotal. But if you have the wrong person behind that goalie, you're going to be mad at that motherfucker, no matter how good your defense is. It just yeah, takes that, one and that, shot, and it's just like plinko. That's the common trope on on uh, NHL playing NHL online. On Xbox, so you know, because everybody who plays goalie sucks. I mean, <laughs> I think it'll take actual VR to get immersive, like Sword Art Online, for them to actually get sports. No, games I would, right. I would, I would get sick and throw up, man. Shit, <clears throat> vertigo and shit. I'm, I'm experiencing. I, that I, now. I have it. full faith that with the like the Neuralink, if you get that and you try to go VR, it'll probably be easier because then. Just adjust your body levels. And be like, look, bitch, this is a game. Yeah, let me let me hit that button to reset my gyros. <laughs> you know what, man? It. Speaking of reset, as you know as well as I do, I got a certain promotion at work, and I had to hit a mental reset. Yeah. In my mind, and I had to. You know, because a, a lot of people see, like, reset as, like, relocation, you know, new environments, all that. Sometimes you just have to hit a mental reset in your mind. you got to have a sanity check, man. To be able to go through and reboot your drivers. You know, update your drivers, Ugh, if you will. It's never the fucking drivers. Sometimes that. it's the drivers. It's not. It's not. It's not. In all the computer problems I've had, it's never the drivers. In fact, 100% of the time, the drivers were the issue. Roll them fuckers back a click or two. Then it worked. We're speaking on the heels of the Star Citizen update that just no, I'm went not absolutely about that. moonwalker no, today uh, was crazy. Not a good day. It wasn't a good day. Was <laughs> the elevator door wasn't there, work. It trapped it was... me in the damn parking <clears throat> level. Yeah. I don't even want to go to this stupid ass planet. It's a space game. I was in there, what was it, 25 you, uh, minutes? It was about 31 minutes space. total for the big Half brother. Hour, that I couldn't was, find was Annie space. okay? I'm just Annie, curious. Annie was wasn't Annie okay? okay because he couldn't. He nothing kept, was okay. Nothing was okay. Then I finally got was, to where the ship But then he was on. struck by a smooth criminal. But th- it was almost like Ugh. it was like Inception if you were in the, a rat in the walls. So Billy Jean. It's not my lo- she's not my lover. <laughs> she's a girl in another wall. And I am not the one. Mm-hmm. But the kid is not my son. Of course he's not my son. God <laughs> damn it. Give son. me a blood test. 
TNA? You are not the father. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I don't have any money for you, but I'll give you half my bills. I will definitely instill. I half wish my that's bills. how child support works. <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great? <laughs> you get half apparently, my bills. No, apparently in the wonderful state of PA, they don't care if you have any other kids or if you have any other bills to maintain your own house. No, they for don't. the Commonwealth, damn it. Yeah, no. For the Republic. I mean, Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah, no. None of that. Make a galactic empire. <laughs> We're working towards it, man. North Korea is our goal. Um, it's sad and depressing. Unlike this podcast that's coming Unlike up. Unlike this next story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because we want I'm, you to go ahead and I'm, hit that yeah. subscribe button right here. Right where the old man's face is, that's going to be the, all of the Triforce podcast in the playlist. And, of course, right above my head is the very best Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you. And, of course, as our main man, Connor, always says... Friends. Goddamn right. Friends. <laughs>